Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Saturday, January 14th. Ian Cameron, uh, Alex P. Smith, he's been under the weather. Uh, we'll see if he's able to join us today. He's going to try to make it, but again, he's uh, still battling the elements after coming home from uh, uh, Chicago back to Minnesota. We've got our Saturday guest who's going to be with us at least every Saturday moving forward on the show. Kevin Beach back with us. Played uh, professional uh, hockey as a goaltender for about 13 years. And now he's uh, doing what I'm doing every day, trying to beat the bookies, not the uh, opposing shooters anymore on the ice, uh, trying to uh, break things down and get the uh, profits going. And Kevin, we've got to talk about last night because, you know, you're sending uh, your prop cards and your prop bets, uh, I know, on a daily basis to me, just so I have an idea of what you're looking at and uh, just see how well you do. And I'll tell you what, last night, I know you had – Evgeny Malkin under shots at a plus price for Pittsburgh. Crosby, same thing, uh, under his shot uh, count at plus 135. You had team totals on the Oilers and the Devils. And how refreshing was it that two clearly superior teams didn't screw around, didn't fuck around. They were all businesslike, and they took care of two inferior teams last night. That was very impressive to see the way the Oilers and the Devils, no shitting around, get the job done. Edmonton, you're better than San Jose. New Jersey, you're better than Anaheim. And it proved that way. They lit it up both teams. Jack Hughes goal. Uh, you had uh, Cam Fowler under one and a half shots. You had Thomas Tatar to get a point. Cam Fowler, no point. John Klingberg, no point. Josh Morrissey, no point, which cashed. Even though the yeah. Jets beat the Penguins last night, Morrissey held off the score sheet. And you had Josh Morrissey, no point at plus 140 uh, in that game. Kyle Connor under shots. I think the only losses you had was, I think, uh, Jack Hughes over shots. And um, Cam Fowler, uh, no, yeah, you, you cash both yeah, Cam Fowler, but Jack Fowler, Hughes over uh, shots, I think, is the one that you lost. Fowler, Fowler squeaked in a point uh, in the last last five minutes there. Oh, yeah. Um, but but overall, yeah, now that you're keeping track of me, uh, press, pressure's on to kind of kind of bring it here. Bottom um, line is you had a hell of a day and a profitable one. So well done last night, Kevin. And good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, excited to get back into it. we got a huge, huge slate today, so... Uh, should be a should be a fun one to dissect and and a lot a lot of ways to go today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just briefly, uh, talk about uh, last night's uh, games briefly. We're going to keep keep it really short with that because it's such a huge card today. But any thoughts, Kevin, from what we saw last night with the uh, three games? Um, yeah, my thought my thought on with Pittsburgh there, uh, Melkin and, and Crosby have not been firing the puck a ton. Uh, so that that plus money I just saw, kind of kind of too juicy, and I figured, you know what, one of those guys might hit it. I was expecting one of the two to hit it, but with it being plus money for for both the guys, I was I was kind of take take my shot there that for sure one guy's not going to hit it. Um, I, I had a big benefit; both guys didn't hit it, so uh, did pretty well there. Um, and then yeah, I didn't didn't complicate two things things too much with the Devils, Ducks, uh, Oilers, and Sharks. I just figured those guys uh, got to score some goals. Um, I do like sometimes being a bit safe with my over unders, and and if you have that option to pull the line from three point five to three, uh, you take a little bit of money off it. But it's a for me, it's a little bit of a safe safe play. Um, Hughes has just been on on fire right now, so um, 
not a, not a huge payout on his 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 goal, but uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll take that any day right now. Um, and then Fowler and, and Klingberg just Klingberg Klingberg has been doing nothing. So I've been any I think I've hit hit him on the no point uh, the last ten games. I've been going after him. I think he's only squeaked in maybe maybe one game in there. He he squeaked at a point, but I've been hammering him pretty hard. Uh, Fowler was playing pretty well. He's he's fallen off there. Uh, he's he's not doing much on the board there. So uh, those two defensemen, I'm kind of kind of been attacking. Um, and then the uh, the Oilers and Sharks, yeah, I just kind of took the safe play uh, through the oil. Could uh, kind of get after the Sharks there. They've been giving up a ton ton of goals. So uh, you know, it's, it's nice when the board plays out the way you you see it. But uh, yeah, it doesn't always happen. So kind of enjoy it. But uh, get get back to work today. Yeah, back back to work today. Same with me. It was a profit. It was a profitable night for me, all because of the Edmonton game. Every bet on the Edmonton San Jose game hit for me. Edmonton and regulation. Edmonton team total over the Edmonton and over five and a half combination bet at plus one thirty six. Uh, that cashed in as well uh, last night, uh, and uh, also over six and a half in that Edmonton San Jose game, which uh, got there in the end with that seven to one uh, Oilers victory, which erased the losses I had with the. The Penguins team total over and the six and a half over with the Jets and the Penguins, which, uh, again, just a whole terrible effort from Pittsburgh, completely dominated and completely outplayed by the Winnipeg Jets uh, in that game. And Pittsburgh, by the way, is back in action tonight, a second of yep. a back to back for them. All right, let's get to it. Saturday card, 14 games, and we will begin with the only afternoon game, the only matinee affair. On this card today, on this Saturday, Calgary and Dallas. Uh, we've got Dallas minus 120 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, here in this one. Uh, great matchup this should be. This is actually for these two teams, the first time meeting up since last year's seven game first round playoff series, which went the distance with Calgary winning 3 2 in game seven in overtime. A series that, let's be honest, Calgary was the better team. They deserved to win that series. It went seven games because the man in net. Uh, Jake Ottinger was just spectacular for the uh, Dallas Stars, gave them a chance in that game. This is obviously playoff revenge if that matters to you. I think it does matter a little bit, but you can't blindly bet a game and bet a side based on, oh, they lost in the playoffs to that team last year. They're going to beat them today. But it's, it gives that team a little extra, you know, pep in the step, if you will, a little extra fire in the belly, if you will, I'm sure for the Dallas Stars considering they're playing Calgary for the first time since losing in that seven-game series. Uh, we'll see if Calgary can uh, string wins together. That's always been an issue for them uh, this season. Uh, you look at it, they've only had one two-game win streak since the middle of December, so it's been a kind of a win-loss, win-loss type of pattern for the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, they get the win against St. Louis 4-1 uh, to one, uh, on Thursday night after they dropped the game against St. Louis before that in overtime 4-3. to three. Uh, snapping the two-game losing streak. They also lost to Chicago before that. I think when you look at this Flames team, look, uh, Walker Dewar, a very interesting player to monitor here. He gets his first NHL goal in that last game. Dylan Dubé scores uh, as well for the uh, Calgary Flames. That's the key for them is they've got to finish off their chances, They've and they've got to get more timely saves. And as much as Jake Markstrom has a great long-term track record in the NHL, he's not given them timely saves this year he's been very inconsistent i'm very fascinated kevin to see where daryl sutter goes with his goaltending here as someone that played the position which you did i mean you have to look at it right now and say isn't dan vladar playing a little bit better right now than jacob markstrom he certainly played well the other night against st louis i think he's 6-0-2 
in his last eight starts. So he hasn't lost in regulation in his last eight starts, Dan Vladar, for the Flames, and only two losses, both of them in either overtime or a shootout. So he's really played well lately for the Flames, and I'm thinking they might go back to him again just because you know, he was good against St. Louis. He's kind of been a little bit more sturdy or reliable than Markstrom lately. It'll be fascinating to see if they go in that direction. But no goalies have been confirmed yet for this early game. You'd, ex- you'd assume Ottinger for sure will be a net for the uh, Dallas Stars. Just a question of who's going to be in between the pipes here for Calgary uh, this afternoon. I'm going to probably pass the game either way because I kind of want to back Calgary. But with Dallas at home... Dallas playing for Calgary for the first time since the playoff series lost last year. I'm probably going to end up staying off Calgary and staying off this game uh, altogether. Uh, Kevin, what do you like in here? Flames and stars. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, you know, Markstrom has a bit of a runway here. I think, I think for a little bit, they they get it going. Um, But I think, yeah, another, another 15 games. And then, uh, I mean, you got, you got Colorado in the standings down there. They're going to be coming. Uh, so there's not a ton of breathing room to kind of, you know, give them too much more rope until you got to start to start giving the net over to uh, Vladar there. Like he's, yeah, he's been playing great. So um, I think Markstrom deserves, you know, another, another kind of next, next 15, 20 games to, to get it going. But then, you know, that, that stretch drive there, then you're going to have to play the hot hand uh, like straight out regardless of, of contracts. For me, these, I, I'm not looking at a win for either team as well. Um, there, these guys have been playing tight games, both, both the flames and the blue and, uh, sorry, the stars. Um, I like it to be low scoring as we saw even in playoffs last year, like they, they were playing some pretty, pretty tight games, not much scoring. Um, the line is set at six, uh, or no, five, five and a half. I was going to pull it to six. So I like to pull it to six. That gives me minus 137 and just play that, play that low, low scoring game. Um, you know, lean on the lean on the tight defense on both sides. Uh, that's that's my pick. If you are kind of in a a fun mood to to throw throw a couple down, a little bit of change on a couple. Uh, Jamie Benny has one point in the last five. Uh, hit him is no point is uh, minus one fourteen. Um, that's that's one I don't mind sprinkling on. And then also uh, a guy who's not not scoring a ton is uh, Sagan. Tyler Sagan is. Uh, points in four of his last last ten games, um, and he's minus one hundred three, so almost almost even money there. Uh, but my my play I lock in is the uh, I'd slide that to under under six and and try and try and play that safe. All right, and uh, that's uh, going us because again with uh, all books you can bet alternative totals. I mean the total is five and a half here, but you can as with all these games you can uh, find a six and you pay a little bit more juice with that. But even at Pinnacle, for instance, under six is minus one thirty uh, or so. So it's still not a bad price. I never mind laying yeah. minus one thirty. It's when you're laying more than that that you have issues. And it's very important to note Kevin's got a unique style in that you're more than comfortable if you feel it's a positive expectation bet, the percentages are on your side, the stats align, the numbers make sense. You're perfectly content on any prop or any side or any total laying minus 200 or laying uh, minus 250. You mentioned how you had Oilers team total, I think over three devils over three. You had to lay significant wood, you know, significant juice with that, but you're comfortable doing that. Hey, if you got the dollar bills to do it, and lay that kind of juice, that's fine. I've got no issues with it. But, uh, yeah, t- tell us about that kind of philosophy and how you manage it from a money standpoint. 
sometimes I get crazy and get, get wild and, uh, you know, give an Eric Carlson no point when he's on a 14-game Peter. Uh, but Which uh, can like yeah, pump your chest, you know, <laughs> yep. flex your muscles a little bit and say how good that was, how great a bet that was. You're allowed to. We, but then we other, put other pump on the shoulders here and, and back every now and then. But then, uh, yeah, sometimes I'm not afraid to, you know, take the take the safe play as well, and uh, and just try and make sure there there is, uh, you know, a safe play on. There's some money coming in that night. Um, but I'm just just looking at pure pure value. Um, those those teams the last couple of nights, uh, you know, those, those are teams that are giving up a lot of goals. Uh, the Sharks are giving up a ton. The Ducks are giving up a ton. Uh, their their team totals for the Devils and I think Oilers were both set at three and a half. Um, and for me there, I just, I'd rather, you know, put a little more money on, take the safe play and slide at the three. Um, so some of those, those team totals, I'm thinking taking the safe play, you know, I'll, I'll slide that if I can slide that, but uh, I'm just looking for value anywhere, anywhere I think I see value. And for me, those, the way those, those teams have been giving up goals, I thought those were, uh, you know, pretty much, pretty much a layup, you know, in the NHL things can, uh, can, can change from night to night. But uh, for me, uh, the way the Devils and the Oilers were scoring, those those were layups for me. No doubt. And I'll say this about the value equation. For me, I, I often personally don't find a lot of value when I talk minus 200 or higher, but there's a p- professionals I know that do this very well successfully. And for them, they got no qualms whatsoever. Minus 250, they actually think it should be minus 350 or minus 375 or minus 400. And they'll, they won't hesitate. They'll lay minus 250 or minus 300. It's each individual's own perspective on what they think is value, you know, and it's not right or wrong either way. It's just what each individual thinks is the value in that situation or that particular potential bet. So that's the way you got to read it when it comes to that, for sure. So you yeah, like a lot play. of props today, but this is not a prop game. You like a ton, right? This Calgary game. Not a ton. Uh, Jamie, Ben and, and Tyler Sagan. Like if you're, I'm not crazy about those ones. Those are ones are more kind of, you know, if you're in for some entertainment on that first game and, and, uh, but the yeah the play I like is uh, that under if you can find under six on that game, uh, those those two teams like to play those those tight games. Uh, that's that's the one I like, and even though it's it's minus one thirty seven, um, I prefer that than playing the uh, the, the under five point five. All right, there we Just go. Just give me a little right. bit of breathing room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it's always worth it, you know, to bet, to bet an under of six instead of five and a half. I hear you on that. All right, we got the rest of the card is at night, so the rest of the games are this evening, starting with Pittsburgh and Carolina. Uh, we've got Carolina here, uh, minus two hundred, minus two ten, uh, home favorites uh, in this game, and the total right now sitting at uh, six, pretty much across the board uh, in this one. Uh, Penguins tough spot because they're on the uh, second of back to back games, obviously after playing last night. Uh, against the uh, Winnipeg Jets, but uh, Mike Sullivan wasn't thrilled. The whole team necess- uh, not thrilled with their effort, their performance. Uh, it looks like they really couldn't get much of anything going. I mean, they got basically checked, checked, checked right into the ice by Winnipeg. It was a clinical defensive performance by the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And then you might look at it and say, wow, David Riddick great in that. But I'll tell you what, David Riddick last night uh, in that game, uh, he didn't have to be too, he wasn't too busy. He didn't face a ton of terrific chances from Pittsburgh. They played a terrific game in front of him last night. So, you know, he was solid, but a lot of that was the team was just terrific, making it easy, making life easy uh, on David Riddick last night in net. Pittsburgh certainly is going to want to play a whole hell of a lot better here tonight uh, as they take on this uh, Carolina Hurricanes team. Carolina off a 6-2 win against uh, Columbus 
uh, in their uh, last game. You know, when I look at this matchup here, I, I don't know if I fully trust Pittsburgh to win the game. Carolina's won three straight and six of the last seven head-to-head meetings uh, against Pittsburgh, so they've really had the better of it, and they've already beaten Pittsburgh um, twice already this year, 3-2. They were close games, though. I will point that out, 3-2 and 4-3 victories uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes uh, in those games. Uh, Goaltending is always something to monitor right now with uh, Carolina because they just got Frederick Anderson back in that 6-2 win against Columbus. He was solid uh, in the victory. He is confirmed in net tonight for the uh, Hurricanes, a second straight start for him. Uh, Max Pacioretty ruled out for Carolina tonight, lower body injury, so he will not play after being back for four games. Here we go again. Max Pacioretty injured again. He's like his old teammate, Mark Stone, in Vegas. They can't keep these fucking guys healthy. I mean, it's just one injury after another. It's a shame to see it. It's happening with Mark Stone in Vegas, and it looks like it's happening here with uh, – Max Patch are ready as well. They get they just get him back for four games, uh, off-season surgery, recovering from that. Now he's hurt again. So unfortunate news there for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. You know, Pittsburgh is very much depleted on the back end a little bit. Latang Petrie were already out. Latang, of course, still in mourning after the passing of his father. Marcus Pedersen was a late absence last night against uh, Winnipeg day-to-day with an illness. We'll see if he's able to return here tonight in this game. Um, I kind of like... Pittsburgh to play better, but I don't trust them to win the game. So it kind of has me looking at that cheap team total on the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, quite honestly. It's two and a half. It's minus 120. You got to think, you know, with guys like Gensel and Crosby and Malkin, who are pretty much invisible, honestly, last night. Couldn't find them with a telescope uh, on the ice. But those are really, you know, solid players. Uh, after a poor game like that, you would expect them to uh, bring a much better uh, team effort here uh, tonight against this Hurricanes team. Uh, Pittsburgh on a back-to-back hasn't been great. I will say that two and six this year uh, on the second of a back-to-back games. It's not the great record that you want, you know, in this kind of situation. But I do think this team will uh, give a better effort. I've still got to see more out of Freddie Anderson too, uh, Beachy. I don't know how you feel uh, about Freddie Anderson, but he's a guy that when he has been healthy. You know, he was great early on in his tenure with Carolina. I thought last year there was a little bit more mediocrity creeping into his performance game to game. He was solid against Columbus, but I think he's going to be tested a lot more here tonight. So I think the Pittsburgh team total is what I'll be looking at and targeting in this game. What do you think here, uh, Kevin, Pittsburgh, Carolina? Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. You got, you know, you got Pittsburgh on the back-to-back, didn't play well last night. Um, you know, the Hurricanes are still still kind of humming along. Um, you know, I, I, I like the hurricanes, but you also wonder, can, can Pitt kind of bounce back? You know, they, they need to win games right now. Um, the pressure is on. So this is, this is kind of one I am staying away, away from on that kind of stuff. Um, I was tempted just to take a look again at Melkin and Crosby's shot lines, but the, the value is just not there on either of them. Um, I only took that cause the, you know, the, the plus money, the plus plus one thirty five last night of both of them. Uh, I figured for sure one would one would cash in. Um, I like for sure at least one of them hit hit that over. So I'm I'm gonna stay away from that completely on both of those guys. Um, you gotta expect some some kind of bounce back from them. So this is this is a game I don't don't really love. The only thing that kind of caught my eye was uh, Ra- Raquel for no point is is minus one twelve. Uh, he only has four points in last in his last ten. Um, 
rarely puts up multiple multiple point games as well. So like he's not it's not really cashing in a ton of points in general. Uh, as of lately, he still still plays a lot, which is which is the only thing that has me concerned. Um, but I think this is another one that if you're you know you're feeling light, you're feeling fun today. That's that's one I'd play. But uh, other than that, it's probably one I'd pass. There's, there's 14 games tonight, so that's that's one I'd pass on. There it is. It's a tricky game. And P- Pittsburgh's yeah. not playing, you know, great, but they did at least uh, show signs of life earlier in the week. Won a couple in a row there uh, against Vancouver and Arizona. Problem is the competition wasn't great. They played someone good. They lost. So that's the that's the trouble with trusting them right now tonight, especially against a team like Carolina. But you know, I do think three goals is potential for them, uh, just based on effort alone. And my question mark still with Freddie Anderson for uh, Carolina. All right, Philly and Washington. We've got Washington minus two twenty home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. This is a rematch. These teams played in Philly, of course, earlier this week, and Philadelphia getting a five to three victory uh, over the Washington Capitals. Philadelphia, uh, man, I mean, they've turned it around. They're playing some of their best hockey of the entire season right now, six and one in their last seven games. Uh, but Washington probably will be uh, looking to uh, make earn some redemption following that 5-3 defeat uh, the other night against the uh, Flyers. You look at, uh, in terms of the goalie matchup here, Darcy Kemper in net for the uh, Capitals uh, here tonight in this game. We expect it uh, to be a Carter Hart for Philadelphia, but not confirmed uh, as of yet. Capitals, uh, you know, they've been pretty good off a loss lately. If you look at it, they lost to Ottawa, won the next game 9-2. They lost to Buffalo. They won the next game against Columbus, 6-2. to two. Uh, They lose to Nashville, and they come back and they win the next game. So they've been very good lately uh, off a loss. It's probably their spot here. I, I don't mind a Washington first period puck line here. In fact, I do like that uh, a little bit here. Washington uh, first period puck line. Not so much the whole game, because the one thing about Philadelphia is they seem to work their tails off lately for 60 minutes they've they've given you a good three periods of hockey for the most part you could say maybe the toronto game they didn't but the toronto game you know shot wise and territorially they were in the game they just made a lot of mistakes with the puck and the leafs made them pay for it that was the only loss they had during this seven game stretch so i think washington might jump on philly early uh, and that's why I think the best way to go about it, if you like the Capitals, I think the best value, best spot is target them early in the game. It's minus a, a half plus 125 or so, plus 130 uh, with that first period puck line. You know, I kind of gravitate toward that uh, in this game. Uh, lean over the total as well. I mean, you got to just basically roll with it at this point in time that the uh, Flyers are suddenly scoring goals, trending over the total. There really hasn't been any let up in sight other than the two goals they scored against Toronto. I mean, this team going back to uh, the big, the December 20th, the final three games before the Christmas break, this team has scored at least three goals in uh, nine of their last 10 games. So they've been remarkably consistent, which makes the over appealing, especially with the total being six, you know, instead of six and a half. You've got a Flyers team that scored three plus in nine of, of 10 you know, coming into this game. Meanwhile, Washington, uh, you know, they had the three goals against the Flyers earlier this week. Uh, and for the most part in their last 10 games, we've seen this team, you know, at least score three goals. I think for them, it's eight of their last 10 games where they have scored at least three goals uh, in eight of their last 10. So uh, Washington first period puck line and full game over is probably what I'm going to look toward here with this matchup. Uh, how about from a prop standpoint here, Kevin, uh, Flyers and Capitals? 
I think I was going to have my uh, my best bet of the night here, and it just got pulled in the last 10 minutes. Uh, Dylan Strom here, I think, is a healthy scratch now. Just looks like it just got posted 10 minutes ago. He's now skating after practice, um, which probably means he's scratched. He's been yep. you know, re- removed off the, uh, the lineup board. He was listed on the fourth line for today, um, which is pretty disappointing His because uh, he's fallen off the board. He's tumbled down the lineup since, uh, since back. Yeah, healthy scratch. From confirmed. Back. Yep. confirmed. Yeah, and his, his lines were juicy. He was – so for no point, he was uh, minus 105, so basically even money. He was pointless in the last four. Um, for under 1.5 shots, it was plus money, plus 115. Uh, he has not done anything since since he's fallen down the lineup. So I'm uh, actually kind of torn up about that, him, him getting scratched here. Oh, you should be. I hate that. When yeah. I really got something, a, a, a situation I like, a side I like, a total I like, and a key person or player, and especially a player prop, and that player's not playing last second, I really like a goal prop at that price, yeah. and I find out they're, they're scratched or late injured. The way I felt about Yamamoto, I thought it was a great situation for him last night for the Oilers. He was going to be on the top line with McDavid. can almost score goals by accident when you're playing with McJesus. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's a late fucking scratch. And it's like, oh, you got to be shitting me. How could this happen? You're feeling that way right now with Strom, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That, this is when I, I was going to hammer. Um, you know, he's he's falling out. I got I to drop him on my fantasy teams now because he's uh, he was having a good season. And now he's just been just tumbled down, not even in the lineup. So, um, you know, that's one I'm disappointed about right now. But I would probably jump on if I was going to switch gears here last second. Uh, that, that total of six, I, I would probably jump on that as well. All right, there we go. But lean into the total of six. And Beachy really, really liked that call with Strom there. Minus 105, no point. And unfortunately, it looks like uh, not going to be possible as it looks like he's going to be uh, out of the lineup tonight for Washington in this game. Toronto and Boston, uh, one of the games of the night for sure. Bruins minus 145, home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Um Toronto, of course, uh, you know, back-to-back spot against Detroit. They lose that game 4-1. It was really a poor game, you know, by their standards. Just too many mistakes, sloppy play uh, with the puck. They didn't really – their offensive execution was off the mark, too, you could tell. I mean, passes weren't clicking. The power play was awful uh, for the Leafs, 0-3. for It's just – it was not a good performance at either end of the ice, really, from them uh, after they had that really intense, you know, great goaltending battle with Nashville 2-1. They won that game. They beat Philly and they beat Detroit previously. Definitely it had that feel of a bit of a flat spot back to back. No one they're playing the Bruins now on deck here for this big uh, matchup in the Atlantic division on this Saturday night. And they fell victim to it, losing that game 4-1 uh, against Detroit. Austin Matthews has missed the last two games, of course, for the Leafs, but he is back tonight for them, uh, returning from his two-game illness absence for the Leafs. So that certainly will prove uh, to be a boost. Uh, how do the Boston Bruins respond? Finally. You know, they lose their first game at home in regulation this season against the uh, Seattle Kraken. And I took Seattle uh, on Thursday, uh, Kevin. It was ballsy. It was gutsy. You know, not a lot of people want to go against the Bruins right now. But, man, if if there was any fucking spot to actually take Seattle, it was Thursday night with Boston off the California road trip. That's never easy. Seattle rolling along, playing excellent hockey on this road trip. Uh, No question about that. Uh, and uh, they fall victim to it. They lose 3 nothing. So it shows you that Boston can trip up in a less-than-advantageous spot, and that's exactly what it was against Seattle and the Kraken with the 3 nothing win. So Bruins looking to bounce back. It is worth noting, 
even though we're well into the seat, we're beyond the halfway mark of the season, January 14th, the Boston Bruins have not dropped two games in a row all season long. They have not lost consecutive games yet this entire season, Boston. That being said, I'm leaning Toronto. It's the dad's trip. Great point by Brent Norris. And we know what the Leafs do. They play up to the best teams, and they can lose to a Detroit and lose to an Arizona. And we know that has been the we 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 they built up an identity, the Leafs, and a characteristic, a char- a profile, if you will, of what this team does and doesn't do. And what they often don't do is play their best against the weaker foes. They play down to those teams, but when they play the best teams, the teams that they're interested in. The teams that you know, hey, we're re- we want to beat these guys. We got some, we're we're really into this opponent. That's when you get the best out of the Leafs. Remember when they hammered Tampa at home uh, just recently? Uh, it was right around Christmas time. I mean, they uh, Tampa they were into that game. They obviously lost to them in the playoffs. They've had a nightmarish time against Boston over the years. These are the opponents that Toronto plays their best. And when Toronto plays their best, they can beat anybody because we know Toronto's A game is as good as any team in the league, but we just don't see it consistently. And it is worth noting the Leafs have won four straight head-to-head against Boston, including earlier this year, two-to-one home victory back in early November against the Bruins. The last time they made the trip to Boston, they won 6-4 uh, as road underdogs. Um, so I get it. It does. It's kind of like the Seattle game where, yeah, there's a lot of things telling me, don't bet against Boston. Right here, the same thing. So a lot of things telling me, don't bet against Boston. What are you thinking? They haven't lost two in a row this year at all. Do you really want to bet against Boston? And yet, if I'm playing this game, I'm taking the road underdog, those Toronto Maple Leafs. I ain't laying a price with Boston here. Kevin, what do you think? Leafs-Bruins. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. Um, I, I was actually able to jump on that Seattle play as well, but I was not as bold as you. I took the puck line, so I took plus 1.5 with Seattle. But I thought that was a was an opportunity to, you know, if they're going to get beat at home, I, the way the way the Kraken are playing right now, I thought that was a good chance. Um, but I, I took a you know one and a half on the goals there, so a little, a little bit of the safer play. Um, this is one, yeah, I think this is going to be a great game. Um, the guy I'm looking at, I'm looking at props here. This is a guy I mentioned last week who was on my watch radar was Taylor Hall to see what he did with the brusque out of the lineup. Um, basically I was looking for him to get promoted in the lineup and he's actually gone the other way. So after watching him for a couple of games, he has not, they've actually used them less here. Um, I think they're using that, uh, you know, the big boys a little more Pasternak, Marchant, Bergeron. Um, he's still playing power play, but his even strength, he's actually listed on a third line right now. Um, so he's, he's not, not getting promoted like the way I thought was going to happen. Um, so I've been hitting him on the unders the last couple of games. Uh, so I'm going under 2.5 on his shots. That's minus 130. Eight of his last 10, he's been under that. So has not been firing the, uh, the pill very much at all. And also no point. He has two points his last 10 games and that's, that's minus 125. So, um, his, his uses has kind of, kind of dropped even strength. He's, he's, uh, down that third line, not playing time. Um, so I kind of look for him to, uh, to kind of stay, stay in those spots. So this is, this is one I like quite a bit. All right, there we go. So keep an eye on that Taylor hall, uh, it's cooling off a little bit. And again, different lineup combinations that being employed by 
Jim Montgomery, obviously a lot of it since the injury to Jake DeBrusque, which has changed things a little bit. And we are not necessarily seeing it translate into uh, more success offensively for Taylor Hall. In fact, less of it. So uh, definitely targeting that. And that's a lot of your philosophy with player props, right? Changes in the lineup, usage, minutes going down, minutes going up. And just uh, shots on goal, uh, you monitor, oh, is he shooting the puck more? Is he getting opportunities to shoot the puck more? Is he producing with this up, with the going up the lineup or not? And basically, you make your determinations. Like Often you can see that you know, the player moves up the lineup, they produce a lot of the time, but that doesn't always happen. So you can take advantage of those spots too. Yeah, exactly. It's it's. I mean, over an 82-game season, there's, there's so many different trends of, of lineup changes, uh, placement for guys. Um, and it's funny, like, like the brush went down and I, I kind of, I didn't automatically jump to, you know, he's going to play more, he's going to play less. Uh, I kind of threw him on my, my, my watch radar for a couple of games, see where they're going to use him, And then it actually swung the other way where, uh, he's actually being used less. So, uh, it was a situation where I was looking for him to be in a better spot in the lineup and, and shoot more and get more points. And it's gone the other way. So, uh, it's just. Sometimes you gotta you gotta sit and watch a couple of games, see see how an injury or a guy's coming back. Um, that's kind of what I did with Dylan Strom. I didn't didn't touch him the first first game or two. I wanted to see how uh, what was going to happen with Backstrom and, and Wilson coming back. And then once I see okay, this guy's not getting used anymore, then that's that's when you kind of attack it. So uh, this is one here I'm 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 pretty comfortable going after with uh, just just not using him a ton here with uh, with less guys in the lineup actually, which is kind of weird. Yeah, it is. And again, you cash, you jump on it as soon as you see it, and you can go several games get, and maybe cash in with a, a, this kind of theory with Taylor Hall before there's any sort of adjustment. Because in this sport yeah. in particular, hockey, you don't see the odds makers adjusting the props for changes, you know, until maybe several games down the road. You know, I've seen so many instances of that. The shots on goal numbers never get adjusted, the point numbers never get adjusted, the goal score prop prices never get adjusted for players that have gone either up or down and, and you can uh, take advantage of that hundred percent true uh, because it feels, feels almost slow like, to react. Yep. Yeah. It feels almost like uh card counting and blackjack. Like once, once you kind of get in that slot where uh, you know, they're, they're in that trend and, and the odds don't get adjusted usually for a few games. Um, it, it feels, feels kind of similar to that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's great uh, theory and great uh, discussion to talk about those kind of things because I find in, the, in this sport more than any other, especially with props, you can ride the same thing multiple games in a row and cash multiple games in a row before there's anything close to an adjust, a proper adjustment made. All right, Vancouver Canucks, Florida Panthers. We've got Florida minus 210 home favorites, uh, six and a half being the total in this game. Uh, Canucks, a, a mess on the ice, off the ice. I mean, what can you say? It's been a terrible season. One and six in their last seven. They're just hemorrhaging goals once again. It's not like they uh, had an extended period where they weren't uh, giving up goals, but at least there was a couple games there where, you know, at least the defense and goaltending showed some signs of life. But, you know, here on this road trip, it's been a debacle. I mean, seven goals to Winnipeg, five to Pittsburgh, five to Tampa Bay. Uh, that's uh, 17 goals allowed uh, in their last three games, not keeping the puck out of their own net at all, uh, struggling mightily. I will say this, though, against Pittsburgh and Tampa, the effort has been there, and, and they've scored goals. Like the, they're, they're fine offensively. Their power play has been good. It's just their penalty kill is pathetic. Their defense is pathetic, and their goaltending is not good enough to bail them out, whether it's Spencer Martin or Colin Delia. 
you know, it doesn't matter right now. Uh, it's just not good enough to bail them out of their bad defensive woes. And then if you think it's not bad enough with their record and they're not going to make the playoffs and there's whispers if they're going to blow it up and trade guys at the deadline and Bruce Boudreaux on the hot seat and all this, are they going to keep him around? As if all of that isn't bad enough. You've got this bizarre story surfacing. Quinn Hughes makes an innocu innocuous comment about Tanner Pearson, his teammate's injury, saying it wasn't handled properly. And now all of a sudden, the Vancouver Canucks are opening an internal investigation around the handling of the hand injury, no pun intended, uh, for Tanner uh, Pearson, saying that maybe it was botched. He wasn't given the right medical advice because all of a sudden this was an injury that was supposed to keep him out just for a short period of time. Next thing you know, a few days ago, he's fucking getting off uh, season-ending surgery done uh, on that hand, and his season is over. And then you got Jim Rutherford, president of the team, saying, well, I had no idea there was an issue with Tanner Pearson's recovery until Quinn Hughes said something about it to the media. Like, this team has no fucking clue what's going on. It is a shit show. How does, how does Jim Rutherford, the president of hockey operations, not know what's going on with Pearson's situation? How the fuck has he got to hear about it from Quinn Hughes in the media when he's talking about it in, in a comment there that he made saying that they, 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 they screwed the, the thing up with Tanner Pearson's injury? And Jim Rutherford's just saying, I only knew about this after hearing that from Quinn Hughes. What a freaking mess. What a joke, this franchise right now. Like, really? The, the president doesn't know? the hell's going on oh my god seems like it's in the job description to, to kind of know that you kind of know that yeah you're the president of hockey ops man uh you're supposed to know if your uh, player's undergoing the right treatments the right procedures to get himself uh healthy again and back on the ice and you didn't know it was not handled properly and quinn hughes your defenseman to the media in a statement to the media is how you find out about this and you had no clue before you, i mean the team's bad on the ice and they're, they're just a circus off the ice clearly I think we're finding that out right now. Where's the owner, by the way? Aquilini. You know, where is he? At his uh, Italian restaurant here, uh, eating pasta and drinking wine and not paying attention to what's going on with his team? Holy cri cripe. I mean, can we get a statement from him? Uh, calm the waters a little bit? Oh, it's just, this team is just, I, I can understand why they're losing their shit in Vancouver. Uh, Jimmy the Bag, uh, on my, uh, my, my good buddy on Pub Sports Radio, is a Canucks fan. Uh, he is just uh, beside himself with how this team has just fallen apart everywhere, on the ice, off the ice. Player transactions have been disastrous. Some of these contracts, horrible for the Vancouver. How's OEL working out? Oliver Lawson Tossum, as Don Cherry calls him. Uh, how's that working out? He was a healthy scratch the other night. Oh, it's just a mess of a team. Uh, that being said, again, again, they they were right in the last two games against Tampa and Pittsburgh. I don't fault the – this isn't a team that's totally mailed it in. Like, they're trying. They just can't keep the puck out of their own net. So for me, this is just a simple, if it ain't broke, don't fix it bet. Over six and a half, uh, Canucks and Panthers, just roll with it. I think Florida will score a bunch of goals. The one thing we'll see from the Panthers is take advantage of this uh, Swiss cheese defense here. Uh, but on the flip side, do you trust Bobrovsky? I don't, you know, and Florida's given up uh, in the, the last three games, five to Dallas, four to Colorado, four to Vegas, 13 goals during that span. I think Vancouver finds the back of the net here as well. So I like over six and a half. Very easy decision for me to bet this one. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here? Canucks, Panthers. Yeah, I, I like that play from you. Uh, my first thought was to look at the uh, the over three for the Panthers, but it just didn't, uh, just the value, the value wasn't there on on, on what the line was giving me. Um, and I actually got a, I got an over for you on a, on a prop here, which I haven't been 
playing playing too many overs. It's been a lot of unders and uh and I got Pedersen over 3.5 shots. Okay, it's a lot of shots. Uh he's hit it six of his last ten games. Um but the the price payout is plus money, it's plus one twenty-five, and that's that's what catches my eye. Uh the last four games he had eight shots the last game, six before that, six before that, seven before that. Um, so his last little streak here, he's absolutely firing it. If it wasn't plus money, I would, I would stay away from it. I think it's kind of a 50, 50 shot. He, he hits over that. Uh, but with that, that plus money, I think the, the value is, is there to play it. Yeah. I, I think that's not, that's a pretty good look actually, uh, in terms of the uh, prop market here uh, for this one, uh, for sure. Uh, and like I say, it's probably a good game to look at multiple players in terms of finding the uh, back of the net. It should be a very high event type of hockey game. Most Vancouver games lately have been that way. And I would expect uh, Sergei Bobrovsky to be in net for Florida because he's still on IR, uh, Spencer Knight. Yeah, it will be Bobrovsky uh, in this game. You'd think Spencer Martin probably will get the uh, start here because they went to Adelia against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, and it wasn't much better from him. Now, Spencer Martin, again, he struggled a lot more the last few starts. But again, any goalie for Vancouver is going to struggle. I don't fault the the goaltending as much as I fault. Could the goaltending be better for this team? Absolutely. But the defense is the worst part. I mean, it's just Keystone Cops, all right, in their own zone. It's brutal uh, right now with Vancouver. So uh, definitely Martin, I would expect in net. But either way, I like goals. And as far as the uh, markets go uh, for this one, uh, you could go in a bunch of different directions. Of course, we've talked about all season, you know, how uh, Bo Horvat's been uh, certainly on the Florida side. Uh, when you look at who's been heating up for them lately, don't sleep on Anton Lindell. He has been actually a quiet, uh, improving source of offense lately for the uh, Florida Panthers. So, you know, that could be someone you look to target here as well uh, going into this game. He's been pretty solid lately and again, elevated onto the uh, top line. Uh, in recent games as well for the uh, Florida Panthers. So uh, that is significant. Uh, he has been noticeable for this team. So Anton Lindell, I think, is a, a very undervalued player prop option right now uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers uh, at this point in time. All right, we've got Ottawa and Colorado now. Colorado minus 160, home favorite, six the total in this game. Colorado has been uh, a very frustrating team for me uh, the last uh, couple of uh, games. Um, took them against Florida. They fall behind 3-0, come back, and then lose 5-4. And then I took them against Chicago. Bad night to go Colorado first period puck line, full game puck line team total. They lose to Chicago uh, in that game the other night. Um, as I, I made the reference, and I'll mention it again if you did, missed it earlier this week, uh, they're that uh, car engine, that old broken down car engine on a cold winter night. You, you, you put the key in the ignition, you try to start it, and it just won't turn. It just won't go. It won't rev up. That's Colorado right now. I thought the Edmonton comeback win was going to get that team going. Time to get on a run. You've at least got McKinnon, but you've still got some injuries. You got Landeskog still out. And, you know, at the same time, get on a run after that big comeback to beat Edmonton. And they come back and they lose to Florida at home and they lose to one of the worst teams in the NHL. I'm not even convinced cares about winning right now. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, so it's been unfortunate to see what's happened. The Avalanche could not use that Edmonton comeback win as a springboard to get their game back together. They've lost two in a row since then. So I have a tough time laying a price with them uh, tonight against Ottawa. Could this be a spot where they wake up? Yeah, but I don't want to play what if and maybes. I want concrete evidence of a team playing well. And I don't see Colorado putting together the profile of a team playing well at a minus 160 price. 
So, you know, not interested really in Colorado uh, at this particular price. Ottawa, I'll say this for uh, all their struggles this year. Uh, they go on the road to start the uh, road trip the other night. Now, granted, it was Arizona, but they get a 5-3 win. They dominate uh, in that hockey game. Uh, and if you'll remember, they've played Colorado somewhat difficult here uh, last year when in the two meetings. I mean, it was 7-5 to five, uh, in Colorado uh, in favor of the Avalanche. So Ottawa put five on the board. And then Ottawa won 6-5 uh, in Ottawa at home in overtime against the uh, Avalanche. So Senators have played... Uh, auto or the uh, Colorado Avalanche kind of tough. Uh, I think in this game, I'd have to lean a little bit over the total just because of, you know, Ottawa, I think could find the, uh, the back of the net. Again, both meetings went over the total last year. I think when you look at this Colorado team, especially on home ice, uh, they've kind of trended over. They had the LA game and the Toronto game, both going over the total. The Florida game earlier this week ended five, four also uh, going over the total. But uh, for me, I'm done with sides in Colorado games for now you know i'm not taking colorado and i know the moment i jump ship and, and go against colorado on a night like tonight watch they'll probably win you know five one or something like that so not involved in the side i think the over six especially with the total only being six uh, in this game over six minus 120 i think i'll get involved with the total here because i think colorado will score but i think ottawa will too because i'm not liking what i'm seeing from the avalanche the defense and the pk for the Avs has not been great lately. They've given up four power play goals in the last four games. That's not great by any stretch of the imagination. And the Ottawa power play has actually been pretty good. Uh, five power play goals uh, in the last five games. Uh, people in the chat suggesting maybe you look Ottawa team total over uh, two and a half. It's juiced. You know, it's minus 160, but I don't hate it. Ottawa could very well get to three here, but I like over six. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin? Sends Avs. Uh, one guy I threw on the watch list last week was uh, J JT Confer. Um, kind of wanted to see what what happened with him. I knew I knew his minutes dropped down under twenty for the first time in uh, in a long time with uh, with McKinnon coming back. Um, he's still been playing quite a bit. He's he's been bumped up over over twenty minutes again. Uh, he put up some points the other day. Um, so he's he's still on this watch list for me. I'm not I'm not going at him either way. Um, However, the guy I did I did bet last week was Alex Newhook. Until he proves me wrong that he can put points on the board, this is this is a guy I'm going after all day long. He's one point in his last ten. Uh, for no point, it's it's minus one thirty seven. So you do have to pay a little bit to get it. Uh, but until until he proves me uh, that he's he's going to start putting points on the board, this is uh, this is one I'm I'm playing every game right now. Uh, so that is JT Comfer right there for the uh, Colorado Avalanche that uh, dipping in terms of uh, production, of course, for him uh, moving forward, which very well could be the case because, again, you're talking and you, that'll probably even be more the case, too, as they continue to get more of their injured uh, players back, uh, Colorado. They did have a team meeting, players only meeting after the loss against Chicago, uh, Colorado, and that doesn't always mean the team wins, but, you know, it maybe gets their heads on straight. Uh, but, but if I were to bet Colorado based on that, I'd, I'd probably focus more on the first period, you know, because obviously coming off the meeting, you'd expect them to be flying out of the gate. If so the, the Colorado first period angle, uh, minus a half plus plus one fifty, uh, first period puck line. It's not a bad price, uh, plus one fifty for Colorado first period puck line after the team meeting players only meeting. Uh, I could see it. I think the first 20 minutes might be the uh, best uh, way to bet Colorado in this game if you're going to. Uh, all right, next up here we've got okay, well, Kawhi. Com 
Comfort, just to clarify, comfort, I'm going to leave alone. I'm not going to touch that. It's it's a new hook. I'm going to go after the, the no point. New hook. There so, you go. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Alex New and Alex Newhook, you're right. I mean, he has been, uh, he was supposed to be a, someone that was going to take advantage. Remember, Jared Bednar moved him up the lineup quite a bit when the yeah. injury started piling up for the uh, Avalanche, and he really didn't uh, do a whole lot to take advantage of that. And by the way, uh, it, he was hit with a puck against Chicago, so and he wasn't at practice yesterday. So I hate to be a bearer of bad news here, Kevin. But Are you he getting again on this? Yeah, he may not play tonight. We'll see. That's uh, one, one of my favorite bets again. I know. Uh, that Jeez, would be a shame. They're doing me dirty here. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. But you're right about his production lately. You go back to December the 13th for Alex Newhook. He has just one uh, point uh, in that span uh, since December 13th, and it was a goal against Nashville. And he has gone, uh, let me just see here, uh, since, uh, yeah, he's gone basically without a point. Uh, or actually, he had one point. He had an assist against Vancouver, but uh, really one point for Alex Newhook uh, in the last 11 games. So that's what he's had. And although, again, was absent at practice yesterday, so we'll see if he's in the lineup. Let's hope. Come on. I think, I think I read it was a maintenance issue, uh, yeah. just a maintenance day. So uh, to yeah. me, it sounded like he should should be in there. Sounds like it, too. It does. Precautionary reasons. So, yeah, they already took uh, uh, Dylan Strom off the uh, uh, off the map for you. Uh, let's hope yeah. they don't do this uh, to you here with uh, Alex Newhook tonight for Colorado. All right, Columbus and Detroit. We've got uh, Detroit uh, minus 230, uh, home favorites here, six and a half the total. Uh, Detroit definitely has had a nice bounce back type of week. They had a little bit of a rough patch, and they beat two quality teams in a row, Winnipeg and Toronto uh, on home ice, 7-5 and 4-1. to one. Uh, Give them credit for that. But now we're talking about laying minus 230 with Detroit. I'm not really... Uh, all that excited to do that, but they probably should be victorious in this game. They beat Columbus twice last year, six to one and four to two uh, in those two games. Uh, or actually, earlier this year, I should say, these uh, two meetings were uh, six one and four two, and both of those games uh, were in Columbus as well. Now in Detroit, we'll see how they fare, but the Jackets have lost three in a row. Uh, we know the issues personnel wise with this team have been basically prevalent for weeks now with multiple defensemen out. Uh, you know, Danforth, Meyer, Shinnikov on the uh, up front, uh, out of the lineup for them uh, as well. Just been a very, very injury riddled hockey team. The goaltending has been a problem area. Uh, Elvis Merzlikens is back in net for uh, Columbus here tonight after just a rough game against uh, Tampa Bay. Six goals allowed uh, in a six to three loss earlier this week. Of course, he gave up six against uh, Washington. Uh, as well in a recent uh, start as well. His numbers are 4.62 goals against, 865 save percentage, four-game losing streak, 4-11 uh, in his 15 starts this year uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But uh, no, I think if you're going to bet this one, um, a couple people in the chat are on to, I think, the way you've probably got to approach it, and that's Red Wings team total uh, over 3.5. Take the Columbus side of it out of the equation because we don't want to guess how they're going to do offensively. They're one of those teams they could score one or two goals, but they can also score four or five in a game. Columbus is kind of all over the map with that. I think you just have your faith in Detroit being able to score at least four goals here uh, against the uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets, a Columbus team that, again, gave up six to Carolina, six to Tampa Bay, six to Washington in a recent game, four to Ottawa. You know, they're usually very capable of giving up four goals to the opponents. So, Red Wing team total over is probably the way I would go about it here in this game. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin, with Jackets and Red Wings? 
yeah, I don't, I don't mind that play at all. Um, the one I'm going after here, Dominic Kubalik. Okay, this is the guy I've been, I've been playing here the last while. Uh, I was hitting him on the no point train there for a while. They finally removed him off that page. So um, at least on Barstool, I can't even find him on the, the no point option. Um, he has sprinkled in a couple of last two games. But the one I'm going for is the under 2.5 shots. That pays uh, plus 100. So even money back there. Um, in his last four games, he has three shots total. He played 11 minutes last game, under seven minutes the game before, back to 11 minutes the game before. Um, he has tumbled down the lineup uh, with forwards coming back for them. Uh, right now, he's actually listed on daily faceoff. They have listed on the second line and on the first power play unit. But with his uses the last two games, I, I don't I don't believe that. Um, and they won the last two games as well. So that's that's why I kind of feel he's going to stay down around that, you know, 11 minute mark. Um, and yeah, the last last four games, he has not, you know, he's gotten zero shots, one, one, one. So he's not, uh, he's not getting played right now. Um, and it's, it's kind of a juicy line because he had such a hot start to the season and he was just firing the puck. He was putting up points um, that now he's in this, He's in the spot in the lineup where he's not playing, and those those lines are still uh, still pretty good on him. Those under, so that's uh, as long as I keep putting that there, I'm I'm going to keep hitting that until uh, until things change for him in the lineup position. Yeah, no question. I think uh, definitely keep an eye on that, and especially too, there's not as much pressure on him to contribute, you know, right now because this young kid, Jonathan Bergeron, I've kept talking about him and how he stepped up. Uh, to the plate, Robbie Fabry's healthy, and he's starting to heat up for the Red Wings. That's a great point. He scored in three consecutive games uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Those are prop options that I'm very much interested in uh, here in this game, both Fabry and Berggren, uh for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, they have been very uh, noticeable lately uh, for uh, Detroit, uh, no question. Um, as far as Columbus goes, again, we, we never are – fully confident ever at least i'm not that they're gonna score consistently and billy huso had a great game against toronto uh someone who was kind of off his game a little bit you know in the uh, first the, the couple games there that they were losing but it looks like uh he uh was a lot better against the leafs playing like he did early in the season again for the uh uh for the uh, detroit red wings keep in mind I, I kind of understand the thought process some people would have. This is a big price for Detroit. They just beat Winnipeg and Toronto. You're playing lowly Columbus. Are they a little bit flat here? Well, I thought Columbus was, you know, over. I thought Ottawa was laying too big of a price at home against Columbus recently as well. And I took Columbus that night. And Columbus got shut out for nothing. I, I can't, I cannot do it. I cannot endorse the Jackets anymore on the road. Two and 15. All right. Two and 15 on the road. For this hockey team, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. As simple as that. Two and fifteen on the road. I said after I lost back in the Jackets as a road dog at Ottawa, and that's what made them two and fifteen. I'm like, I'm, I'm not backing this team on the road. Can't do it until I see them actually get the job done, and that is not something they have done away from home this year. All right, that is the first half of the card. We'll be back to break down the second half of the card uh, right after we hear from Gramco. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field screen racetrack or of the ice gramco is for the game grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics gramco provides customers with consistent quality delta 8 products ready for any occasion gramco currently offers numerous delta 8 products such as vape cartridges disposable vapes 
pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys. Second half now of the Saturday card. Uh, we will begin it with the Montreal Canadiens and the New York Islanders. Islanders minus 230, home favorites, uh, five and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. So what I've been doing, Kevin, with the Canadians, and uh, you might know this because I know you get my uh, daily NHL emails, is I've been taking the team total over of every Montreal opponent since the Christmas break, noting the injuries on the blue line, noting how very inexperienced they are back there. A lot of youth, a lot of players struggling to adapt to more ice time with Matheson and Gooley in particular being out. You know, this is no disrespect to Kovacevic and uh, and uh, Arbor Jackeye and all the other young blue liners they have, but they got to play more minutes and they've often struggled with it. Uh, there's no question uh, about it. Um, and, uh, you know, and I've been targeting that, but for the first time since the Christmas break, the Montreal Canadiens held a team below four goals. You know, every game since the break, they gave up four goals or more to the opposition. And finally, against Nashville uh, on uh, Thursday night, they ended up uh, keeping a team below four and winning that game as, in the process as well. Four, three over the Nashville Predators. It was a tricky spot for Nashville, though, right? Back to back for them. End of the road trip for the Predators. Uh, they didn't exactly have their best in terms of uh, offensive execution was not crisp. They did fire 40 shots, though still on net against uh, Montreal uh, in that game. And Sam Montembeau, who was in net and will be in net again tonight for Montreal, was pretty solid, actually. It was one of his better games. But the bottom line is, if Montreal's going to keep on giving up 40 shots on goal, which is something they have done four times since the Christmas break, and in fact, in every game but one since the Christmas break, this team has given up at least 30 shots. So their goalies are seeing a shit ton of rubber right now. Uh, the you know if you're going to keep doing that you're going to keep struggling I think uh, to keep the puck uh, out of your own net. Uh, the New York Islanders come into this game uh, trying to uh, bounce back. Uh, it was a disappointing setback against Minnesota, their fourth loss in a row, three to one uh, to the Wild. Uh, this team's offense has gone completely and utterly stone cold silent uh, in the four game losing streak. Two one 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 five total goals for the New York Islanders in their last four games combined. But man, if there's ever an opponent that they'd like to play to jumpstart that offense, it's this Montreal team. Um, I'm going to take a shot here with team total on the Islanders. One more time to the well with uh, the opponent of Montreal with the team total. If I lose two in a row and this falls short and the Islanders score three or less, then maybe we jump off this train for good. But I don't jump off uh, a, a streak that I've been riding until I lose two in a row. I'll, I'll ask you about that too. With when you're riding a player prop, when you lose for the friend, let's say you've won seven in a row, eight in a row, you finally lose betting that same prop. Do you just jump off right away after that first loss, or do you come back one more time, try to win again, and then maybe after the second time in a row you lose, then you jump off? How do you handle that? One more time, yeah. That's it. Go at it again. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, 
yeah, it's got to be in a couple couple in a row um, where you see that that trend kind of kind of change in the lineup um, or see something change. But uh, yeah, this is this is the I jumped on this train with you on on hitting the team overs uh, against Montreal, uh, and it's been it's been paying out pretty nicely here. And the exact same thought. I was looking at the way the Islanders' offense has gone the last few games, and uh, it does it does worry me for sure. Um, but hey, the, the train's still moving, so so might as well uh, might as well keep grinding out here. Um, however, I'm going to go up the safe play for me, and I'm going to slide that line, take that option, and move it from 3.5 to three. Um, I think the Islanders can are capable of hitting three if they hit four. That that's what kind of worries me. Um, for me, on Barstool, the team over on three is minus 157. Um, so, so pay a little more to, to get the safer play, but that's that's usually what I'm more comfortable with on those on those over unders. Uh, the other one that really kind of interests me at first was was Barzell. His his shot total is 2.5. He has not been firing the puck very much, even though he's been scoring, he's been scoring goals, but. Uh, He's only been over that three of his last 10 games. He's, he's regularly been under that, that 2.5. Um, and that is paying minus 114. However, it just, the amount of shots the Canadians are giving up. Um, I think that's going to keep me off playing that one. Uh, but it did, did spark my interest at first, but uh, in the end, I am going to play the, uh, the Islanders, the hit, the hit three, three over. I'm just thinking to myself with Montreal's run since the Christmas break, it's really been uh, something I haven't taken advantage of because it's just, I don't bet them a ton, but the goalie save props for Montreal goalies, I should have been more active betting those because they're facing a shit ton of shots. You could have cast a lot of those overs with those uh, goalie save props involving Montreal right now. Cause I mean, these goalies are just getting hammered with pucks and hammered with shots uh, every single that's shots in a hockey game, not those other kind of shots. I mean, not hammered from those. Uh, that's ha, ha, ha. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, yeah, uh, they're getting absolutely uh, you know, peppered right now with shots, uh, the goalies for the uh, – Yeah, Montreal that's, a, that's a good thought. That's that's yeah. something I usually don't look at too often, those those shot props uh, for the goalies and, and saves. But that uh, yeah. that would be a pretty good angle right now as well. Yeah, so I'm, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm actually saying, you know, I think I finally got to consider, you know, actually betting this stuff. So uh, we'll see. I might look at that at, at, uh, in terms of Sam Montembeau over saves tonight. Yeah, over 28 and a half uh, MDR. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope I'm not too late to the party, but obviously if you've been yeah. betting those overs lately with Montreal goalies, you're doing very well because they're just giving up a ton of chances, ton of shots uh, on a nightly basis. No question about it. Uh, all right, so we both like the team total over, a little bit more safer for – Kevin, he's going to go over three uh, at a bit uh, at a, a higher price just to be a little bit safe, a little security there. All right, Seattle and Chicago. Uh, next up, we've got the uh, Seattle Kraken. What a road trip for them. Minus 250 road favorites, six being the total here uh, in this game. Uh, the Kraken, uh, just uh, remarkable on this road trip. And now they're 15 and six uh, on the road this year. Uh, this road trip, which started in Edmonton, and it ends tonight as they return home to face Tampa Bay on uh, Monday night after this, uh, it's been remarkable. Uh, they've won uh, all six games on this road trip, 5-2 over Edmonton, 5-1 over Toronto, 8-4 over Ottawa, 4-0 against Montreal, 4-3 against Buffalo, and then the staggering upset of the Boston Bruins, 3-0 uh, on uh, Thursday night. Uh, but here's the caveat. 
They've won uh, six in a row on this road trip, seven in a row overall. And normally I'm like, you ride the hot hand, you back the um, you back the Seattle Kraken. But this is that classic, for me at least, that classic we bet prices, not teams in sports betting. You know, we bet prices, not teams. Same with Seattle-Boston the other night. Yeah, Boston, you know, how would you want to go against them? But you're betting prices, not teams. And Seattle at plus 200 in that game was just way too much value to pass up. This, to me, is that spot where Seattle coughs it up, in my opinion. Not that they will. Maybe they're just too great right now. And Chicago, we know, is supposed to be pretty bad that Seattle's going to roll again and finish off a successful, perfect road trip. But look, you're off this huge win against Boston, one of the best teams in the NHL. Everyone's telling you how great you're playing. You're playing this lowly little Chicago team. You're, you've are you been on the road for a long time. Let's be honest. You've had a lot of different travel situations. You went Pacific to East time zone, playing through Edmonton, then out to Toronto and Ottawa and Montreal, Buffalo, Boston. Now flying to the central time zone, playing Chicago. That adds up over time. A lot of games in a short period of time with travel. You're excited as fuck to get back home after this game. You've been away from the Pacific Northwest for a long time. It's got the makings of Seattle falling short tonight. It just does. It's hockey handicapping 101 that in this kind of spot, it's a treacherous spot, especially when you've had a terrific road trip and you're and you and off a huge win, the biggest win on that road trip against Boston that you get tripped up in the final game. So I am sprinkling here tonight and I haven't lost my mind. I am sprinkling tonight on Chicago first period and full game money line. Uh, in this game that early in the game, they might jump on and look, Chicago's actually been good in the first period lately uh, after being all time bad for a long period of time in the first period. So Chicago first period around plus 150 plus 160. And then the full game money line is around plus 200 to plus 205. I think it's that kind of situation here. Uh, whereas look, I've loved, thank you, Seattle for the win against Boston, but I think this is a dangerous spot for them. And look, Chicago's playing with some spunk right now. They've won three in a row on this homestand. Arizona, Calgary, Colorado was an impressive win. I don't even mind backing Chicago if Peter fucking Morozik is in net because he actually played well for a change uh, in the last game for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, so it's just a very, very treacherous spot, in my opinion, for the uh, Seattle Kraken in this game. Martin Jones, by the way, confirmed uh, in net. So that's the way I'm playing it here. Uh, Chicago here, a little sp split bet, first period, full game. Money line, Kevin. What do you think here? Seattle, Chicago. Yeah, I, I don't mind what you're doing. I, I was kind of split here as well. Um, you know, with Seattle, they're they're humming along. Uh, the Blackhawks, they're on their little three-game heater as well. They're they've been pesky. Uh, you know, knocking off the Flames, knocking off the Avalanche. Um, so, so for me, I kind of didn't want to touch it on a on a wins loss either side here. Uh, again, I I like Seattle, but not not the price, like you mentioned. Uh, but I don't like the Blackhawks enough as well to go after them. So uh, I was looking at the the over team total for the Kraken. Uh, 3.5 kind of kind of scared me the way the way uh, the way the Hawks are are, are kind of batting down the hatches right now and, and kind of hold hold some good teams to uh, some lower scores. So I kind of went with kind of a safe play. I think I think the Kraken can can squeak out at least three. Um, so I went with the over three, you know, give me the wash at three. And then if, uh, if they do kind of, kind of roll them, then I'll, then I'll take the money. It's, it's minus 195. So I do have to pay a little bit to get it. Um, 
but I got to think, you know, like the Blackhawks can't keep, keep going the way they're going. And uh, so I like, even, even if it's a high scoring game here and, and the Blackhawks do pull it out, I, I like the crack into at least we score three, get my money back. And then uh, hopefully they do, they do roll them for, for a little more. All right. So it sounds like uh, Kevin's liking the uh, Kraken team total uh, over uh, in this one, and uh, which is still they're very capable of getting to. Obviously, they've been very good uh, offensively of late. Maddie Beneers has been outstanding uh, for them. They've even gotten like all the depth forwards have been great. Alex Wenberg has been very good this season for them. He's found something uh, Daniel Sprong has been chipping in. Uh, for the uh, Kraken of late. I mean, they've just gotten so many different contributions. Ellie Tolvin and don't sleep on him. I'm going, uh, that's definitely a prop I'm betting again here tonight uh, for this Seattle Kraken. He's been magnificent since uh, getting this new uh, lease on life, if you will, with Seattle after Nashville put him on waivers. He comes to a new uh, home uh, and he's motivated. He's got a chip on his shoulder and he is playing great right now uh, for the uh, Kraken. So Ellie Tolvin and worth a look, no question. Yeah. Almost, uh, about that. almost nightly right now. I'm texting you saying your boy, your boy did it again. So he did it again. Um, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't talk about him off the hop here. No, exactly. But no, he's been uh, excellent and he's still undervalued. Like again, I mean, you're getting insane prices for a guy that scored in several games more than he hasn't since joining the Kraken. Uh, and he's plus three fifty to plus 400 at some books to score a goal tonight. So absolutely great value. Once again, Ellie Tolvin and of the uh, Kraken, uh, Chicago on the other side. Um, look, Andreas Athanasiu, a little undervalued. He scored the other night. I think Kurashev remains a great option because he's on the top line. He's going to get chances. Uh, he scored a goal against Calgary. Uh, he's going to play with Domi. And Patrick Kane looks like, by the way, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, he is returning tonight from the lower body injury. So Kane is back for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks tonight, it looks like. Alex Daylock is practicing again from back on the ice from his illness. But it looks like he's not quite ready enough to start. He'll be backing up the likely starter, which hasn't been confirmed, but likely it will be Peter Morazic again uh, for uh, Chicago in this game. All right, Tampa Bay and St. Louis. We've got Tampa Bay minus 185 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, I like the over here. Uh, I think you're going to see goals both ways uh, in this one. Uh, I think that's the uh, way to go, especially with the total drop in a six. St. Louis, by the way, here's another little Edmonton. We've talked about all season where Edmonton, when they have a under in their previous game, uh, their next game has gone over the total. That's really been the case with St. Louis lately uh, as well. Go back to December the 12th, under versus Nashville. The next game flies over. Uh, under against Vancouver, December 19th, their next game against St. Louis goes or against Seattle goes over the total. They went under the total in a game against Chicago, December 29th. The next game goes over the total. At Minnesota, 3-0. Next game against Calgary goes over the total. So, and again, Cal, uh, St. Louis off and under in their last game. I think this game goes over the total. I think Tampa Bay probably scores uh, quite a bit here on this uh, St. Louis team. Calgary didn't make St. Louis pay as much as they probably should have in those two games for their defensive uh, uh, depletion, and they are depleted. Bortuzzo, Krug, uh, they were already without Scandella and Perunovic from early in the year, but Krug and Bortuzzo in particular decimated on the blue line, still without O'Reilly and Tarasenko, and O'Reilly in particular, they miss his goals, but the defensive game is outstanding from Ryan O'Reilly. So they miss him even more defensively, I think. And you're going to see, I think, Tampa Bay score uh, their share of goals tonight. It is worth noting they've been good offensively. 
uh, the last few games, five, 11 against Vancouver and Columbus combined. St. Louis, I think, will give up a bunch, but St. Louis might be able to find the uh, back of the net themselves as well. Because keep in mind, we're probably going to see Vasilevsky in net, not confirmed. Bennington projected, but not confirmed for St. Louis. Vasilevsky's been mediocre lately. Like, he gave up some goals against Columbus. He wasn't great in the games last week. The the, the game against uh, Winnipeg, he wasn't great that they lost at the end of that trip. He let Vancouver back into the game the other night, 5-4. He gave up four goals to the Canucks. Uh, so he hasn't been a brick wall lately, Vasilevsky. So I think the Blues find some offense here in this game as well. Uh, I like over the total of six, Tampa Bay, St. Louis. Kevin, what do you think? Lightning, Blues. Yeah, I like, I like, I like where you're going there with the, with the Lightning scoring some goals, kind of beating up on the Blues here. Um, I'm, I'm going to stick with what, what I've been doing here the last little bit since those injuries with O'Reilly and, and Tarasenko out. Uh, it burned me last week for my best bet, Robert Thomas on the over 1.5. Um, however, since that, I've, I've kept playing it. And including that day, I've gone two and two on that bet. So he's hit it twice, hasn't hit it twice. Uh, but it was paying plus money um, through those games. So I, I did still come out with a profit on him. Uh, but that trend, I'm just going to you know stick with it. He's playing more with O'Reilly out. Uh, it is, it has been adjusted a little bit. It's minus, minus 112. Um, so you're almost getting even money back. And this is one I'm going to, I'm going to play and, until he gets some bodies back or until he just shows me that he's, that he's not going to do it on a consistent basis. So this is uh, one, it, it scares me a little bit, to be honest, because when, when he hits it, he's just, he's just, he's, he has two or three shots. Uh, so he's not, he's not flying over it. Um, but with that advantageous, uh, spot in the lineup there, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it there for a little longer and, and to see if he can, uh, continue to, you know, keep making me some money. That's what it's all about. You find something that works, you stick with it. Arizona, Minnesota, Minnesota minus 380, uh, home favorite six, the total in this game, uh, the Arizona good level of performance at home kind of petered out for them. The last few games, uh, started to, uh, lose a few in a row at the uh, mullet arena uh, three home losses in a row against pittsburgh san jose and ottawa it's now seven straight losses overall for arizona yeah i'm officially off this team for the time being especially now that they're going back on the road where uh, obviously they've had a tough time all year six and 20 uh, on the road for the arizona coyotes obviously this should be a spot for minnesota to win minnesota against arizona has oddly enough you know Arizona's hung around in some of these games against Minnesota. You look at even earlier this year, it was a 4-3 win for Minnesota on home ice, uh, you know, but uh, it was a 4-3 win. They played very lackadaisical defensively against Arizona as well. It's worth noting, you know, if you look at uh, two of the last three meetings, Arizona, you know, was able to, in each of the last two meetings, Arizona was able to score uh, eight goals combined uh, in those two games. So, it feels like, plus with Minnesota off, you know, a win against the Islanders to end that road trip back home after that uh, mini little two-game swing through uh, new, the New York area, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like you're going to get the absolute most focus intensity necessarily for Minnesota, but that still doesn't mean that they shouldn't win this game. They should. I mean, Arizona's been terrible on the road. If you look at Arizona, too, on the road, that road trip, 6-2 with Philly, 5-3 with Florida, 5-3 with Tampa. Chicago, Arizona stayed under, uh, but that was a bit of a back-to-back -back spot, end of the road trip. I think they were dragging ass a little bit, the Coyotes, in that game. But the other games on that road trip went over. And this total is only at six. So if I were to bet anything here, it would be over six 
with the Coyotes and the Wild. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin? Arizona and Minnesota. Yeah, there wasn't anything here that I absolutely loved. Um, the the one the one I do like to play though is uh, Jacob Chikrin. Uh, he's kind of, you know, it's a small sample size, but uh, three of his last four games, he's uh, hasn't been firing the puck too much. So his line right now is is two point five. Um, but the thing that stands out is it's plus one fifteen. So it is it is plus money. Um, I think really his his chances of hitting that are fifty fifty. But you know, I'm playing the price of the plus money. Um, they are playing a good team as well. Uh, but he. You know, when he first got back in the lineup, he came out firing the puck quite a bit, and he's kind of tailed off in the last little bit. So again, it's a it's a smaller sample size than I, I usually like to like to go after. Um, but if I have to play something with the, with the plus money um, and him kind of tailing off a little last little bit, that would be the uh, the spot I'm going to target. So chicken on under two point five for plus fifteen is the price price I have on on Barstool. All right, there you go. Jacob Chikrin, a prop there for uh, Kevin in this one for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. I do want to mention, by the way, Sam Steele for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, 13 points in the last 13 games. Now, only two of them are goals, but he's had 11 assists. So uh, he's all of a sudden been a point magnet lately for the uh, Minnesota Wild. No question uh, about that. So uh, yeah, keep he's, an eye he's on the that. Guy, he's the first guy I went to look for. Um, he doesn't come up on my page for, for points. If you can find him, though. That's that's uh, that was the first spot I, I wanted to go to. Yeah, I mean, definitely from a points perspective, he's been uh, just consistent right now. No question for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So uh, absolutely worth uh, consideration, uh, maybe for a point if you can find it. And I'm just trying to see if there's any books that would have him uh, posted. Oh, the, we do have it at Bet Three Six Five. There we go, minus okay. one twenty, minus one twenty to get a point. Would that be something you'd be interested in? Against the uh, Coyotes here, yes, that would definitely be something. Um, you know, Steele's helping out my fantasy team right now, so he's uh, he's a guy I like right now. He's he's doing some damage. And there we go. I'm finding some player prop bets for you yep. now as well. Yep. Look at that. I like That's it. the way it is. Like it's it. teamwork here uh, on the Ice Guys uh, show. There you go. We're uh, giving Kevin some uh, extra prop looks, and but, but I think it's you know, remember he's in the states. And if you know, it, it, it'll let you in on some of the conversations we've had. It's been a fucking effort and a half for him to finally find a book that he can bet at and, and not get locked out and not have uh, geographical restrictions and not be blackballed because of the fact he's initially a Canadian and now he's living in the States. It's been a fucking shit show. Is it not? Yeah. I only have access to the one, the one book right now. So uh, I take, I take what I get and I'm, uh, I'm happy with that. So yeah. uh, no, no complaints, but uh, yeah, if, if the other books have steel, steel posted there, he's, He's a guy who's moved up in the lineup. He's, he's playing on that top line. He's a, he's a guy I'd probably be playing right now. No question about it. All right, Buffalo and uh, Nashville here. We've got Nashville minus 130, uh, the uh, home favorite, six and a half being the total in this game. Uh, the Nashville Predators obviously returning home uh, from a uh, road trip where uh, they started it in uh, Carolina through Washington, Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, five-game uh, road trip. And actually, you know what's uh, – alarming about this road trip for Nashville is they played a lot of games in a short period of time. If you actually look at the way the schedule plays out, this uh, road trip had uh, five games uh, to it, but it was only over a span of five, six, seven, eight days. You know, they basically played five games uh, in eight days, uh, this uh, Nashville Predators team. So that's a lot of games uh, in a, a short period of time. And this is now going to be their sixth game 
in 10 days as they return home with just one day off uh, in between uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. This is a tricky little spot now back home here against a Sabres team that now, you know, they've lost three in a row. They've, uh, but, you know, the Philly game was uh, off the Minnesota game, which was a wild one. It was a great environment, too. It was on a weekend. They did some stuff involving Hamlin, uh, the player, of course, uh, battled back from near death for the uh, Buffalo Saber for the Buffalo Bills rather uh, they did a little you know special ceremony for him i mean that fired up the whole team the whole city they beat minnesota that night they definitely fell flat next time out against philly and then they ran into two pretty good teams after that at home seattle and winnipeg so it's not like i'm saying whoa the roof's fallen uh the roof's caving in on buffalo here uh, yeah they obviously don't like that they've lost three in a row but they've definitely uh faced some good teams the last couple I think when you look at this matchup here with the uh, Sabres and the Preds, I think it's a live road dog. I do. Buffalo's played Nashville very well. Three of the last four meetings they've won. They took the trip to Nashville last year. And keep in mind, Buffalo was not the team uh, at that time. And plus they faced Nashville in January last season. They didn't really get on that run, you know, down the stretch of the season until after the All-Star break. That's still when Buffalo wasn't playing great. And they beat Nashville in Nashville 4-1 to as a plus 300 underdog close to it uh, in that game i think it just sets up well for buffalo here catch nashville a lot of games in a short period of time on that road trip lots of travel back home now for the first time since uh early in the new year uh, for this uh, predators team it definitely situationally does set up well for buffalo i don't love the fact that you know obviously we'd be going against uc soros here who's been just sensational uh, absolutely spectacular, in fact, for the uh, Predators in recent games. Uh, you look at his uh, results. He's 4-1 and one in his last five starts. He's given up three goals or less uh, in all uh, five of those games. He's been absolutely terrific in net. He's probably going to be the goaltender tonight in this game, although it hasn't been confirmed. It will be UPL, by the way, Uko Pekalukanen for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, but that being said, I'm on Buffalo here, plus 110, plus 115. I think it's a good situational edge for them. I don't know if we're going to get Nashville's A game. A lot of games on that trip, a lot of travel. And you only have the one day in between the end of that trip and your first game home, a Buffalo team that's played you well. So for that reason, those reasons, I'm on Buffalo here, plus 115. What do you think here, Kevin? Sabres and Predators. Yeah, I don't I don't mind that at all, Ian. Um, however, I'm, I'm, uh, I always have fun playing the props on the, on the home team here uh, where I'm living right now. Uh, Forsberg is heating up. Um, he's only been held off the, the score sheet two times the last 10. Uh, it's minus 195 for him to score a point. Uh, I like him to, to stay hot. Uh, the Sabres, you know, can end up in, in some high-scoring games here. Um, so I like him to get the job done, stay hot. So I'm going to play that. And the other one I'm going to hit, uh, the, the line has changed on me here in the last last week. Uh, Nino Niederreiter. It was on the shots last week. It was listed at 1.5, and I was hitting the over on that. Uh, it has been adjusted to 2.5 now. Uh, but seven of the last 10 games, he's hit on the over, even on that 2.5. So he's hit three or more in seven of the last 10. And the price here, this is the price I like, plus 130 for him to get that job done. Um, and that's that's just too good of a price to – usually when they adjust the line right away, I, I kind of like to stay away from it. Uh, but you know, on, on that price and with him still getting the job done on, on three or more, that's when I want to play. Uh, the lines have kind of been juggled up here the last little bit. Like he's he's only listed on the third line, but he's playing he's playing with Granlund 
who's who's a pure passer. Um, and then the, and the power play units are kind of split up too as well, like in the two two units where, you know, the last last year and a bit, they've had that pure kind of one high octane unit. Uh, where now it's kind of it's kind of two units split, and he's he's on that second unit. But again, he's playing with Grandland, who's he likes to pass the puck, um, and Nina likes to shoot the puck. So that's that's one over two point five for plus one thirty. All right, there we go. So liking some uh, Nashville uh, props uh, in this one. Uh, if you're into assist prop and points props and assist props, Parson in here for Nashville. It's been insane. Uh, he's gotten uh, four, five, six, seven points in the last five games. It's on a five-game point streak, five-game assist streak as well for the uh, Nashville Predators. So uh, definitely that 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 group, Forsberg and Parsonen, uh, top line-wise, has been very good for them. Duchesne as well. Uh, Niederreiter, you mentioned Johansson and Granlund. So that those, those, those two lines have been good lately for Nashville. If Buffalo's going to win this game, they're definitely going to need to keep those six forwards in check tonight. Uh, no question. Uh, if they're going to get be victorious tonight, Buffalo, of course, when it comes to uh, props for them, uh, they, they, there's just so many different directions. Obviously, Thompson's been a spectacular for the uh, Buffalo Sabers uh, this year. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, but uh, you know, there's other players that you also want to keep an eye on. You know, Dylan Cousins has had a nice season. Dot Lean is probably someone you got to look at every game right now for the Sabers. He's jumping into the play every opportunity. Uh, absolutely uh, making a difference from the back end. Uh, some good options there with Darlene Thompson, Skinner, Tuck, Cousins. Any one of that group uh, has been uh, the catalyst lately for the Buffalo Sabres. All right, next up, we've got uh, two games left on this massive card. 14 games this is about as big a card as we'll ever have on a single day. Edmonton and Vegas. Vegas minus 135 home favorites. Six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, the Oilers starting to cr get their game going a little bit, although we do want to point out you did play Anaheim and San Jose, all right, the last two games. So let's see if you can keep it going here against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. They did beat Vegas earlier this year on home ice uh, by a score of 4-3. to three. We'll see if they can uh, keep the uh, uh, win uh, vibes going against the Golden Knights here. It's back-to-back -back for the Oilers after the win last night uh, against uh, the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, the Oilers, by the way, on the second night of back-to-backs this year, they actually have a winning record, 3-2 and two, uh, on the second night of back-to-back -back games this year. So they've been one of those teams where it hasn't been that bad for them uh, playing in back-to-back -back spots uh, like this. Uh, I cashed a ticket with Vegas uh, the other night against Florida. Uh, a nice comeback win, 4-2 uh, to two, uh, over the Panthers. They didn't play a great game. In fact, there were extended periods of the game where Florida was taking it to Vegas, but Vegas had a nice third-period surge come back. It started with a big breakaway goal, courtesy of Jack Eichel, and that really got things moving in Vegas's direction uh, in that game. They've now won four uh, of their last five games. I think this is a tricky one uh, from a side perspective, honestly. Edmonton's played Vegas very well, in fact. Uh, four and one in the last five meetings. Two straight victories here in Vegas for this uh, Edmonton team. Now, last night it was uh, Jack Campbell, a second straight start for him because uh, Stuart Skinner's away from the team as his wife is about to give birth to their first child. So, And I don't think Skinner's back tonight either. And I also don't think that they're going to put Campbell in on a back-to-back, -back, which means we could be looking at Calvin Pickard uh, here for the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, in net. He's been called up from Bakersfield uh, in the AHL. He has actually pretty solid numbers uh, at, at the uh, AHL level this year. 2.89 goals against 909 save percentage 
uh, down there. Of course, he's been in the league for many years, started in Colorado, briefly was in Toronto, Philadelphia and Arizona after that, and then Detroit uh, the last couple of seasons. Uh, we'll see how he fares here, but very possibly we see Cal Pickard uh, in net. I still lean Edmonton, even with Pickard in net, and on a back-to-back. -back. I mean, it's a good price. I get the feeling this team's got maybe a little run in them. They've played Vegas very well. Vegas didn't play well enough against Florida to say, yeah, I really, really am confident to back them as favorites here because they could easily lost that game to Florida uh, the other night. So I do lean a little to Edmonton at a plus price. It'll be a small play. I do like the over, though, as well. I think that's the, the stance for me that I like even more is this game. I think it's got a decent chance to go over the total six and a half. Edmonton's in one of those grooves right now where their offense is coming to life. Uh, and uh, as a result, they've been uh, flying over the total in their games and the series history uh, here. Uh, you know, we saw it over with these teams earlier this year uh, as well. I think uh, goals probably could be uh, in the uh, cards tonight between Edmonton and Vegas. What do you think here, uh, Kevin? Yeah, this is uh, this is one I was having a tr tricky time predicting on who would win. Um, the one that stood out to me is a, is a no point on Petrolangelo, who's having a great season. Uh, but his price, plus 150 for no point. He has one point in his last six games. So he's kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, that that price line is just it's just too hard not to play. Um, it's, it's just too good. But the thing that does scare me, though, is, yeah, I'm looking at the goaltending for the Oilers. Um, also kind of projecting a high game. I know Campbell's had a good two games here, kind of, kind of to get back. But do I trust him for a back-to-back? -back? I don't trust him for a back-to-back. And then, as you said, they might actually uh, throw throw Calvin in tonight. So uh, you don't really know what, what you get there. But, uh, yeah, it, it does worry me with the, the goaltending situation for Edmonton tonight. Um, I like your play that it is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, but with that price point, you know, if that was anything lower towards even money, I'd stay away from it because I think I think goals are going to come out of tonight. Uh, but with it being plus 150, and he has one point in his last six games. Uh, that's that's one I have to uh, – the values there, I have to play it. And keep in mind, Kyler Yamamoto was a late absence and a late scratch last night for the uh, Edmonton uh, Oilers uh, against San Jose. He is a game-time decision tonight. If he doesn't play, you're looking at a Dylan Holloway, Connor McDavid, Derek Ryan uh, top line. Holloway. Derek Ryan, Ryan McLeod, by the way, is up on the second line. He scored last night against San Jose. Three great value players prop-wise tonight for the Oilers. Holloway and Ryan, if they're both on that top line. Obviously, Yamamoto, if he comes back and goes to that top line. If he plays, Ryan will go back down to the bottom six. Yamamoto will play on the right wing side of that top line with McDavid and Holloway. But So it'll be either the Yamamoto slash Ryan position is value. Holloway is value. He scored a couple games ago playing with McDavid. And, of course, I mentioned uh, Ryan McLeod as well. He's up on the second line, which is with Nuge and Dreisaitl, and those two have been very good all season. So uh, McLeod's got value as well for the uh, Edmonton side in terms of uh, player props. You notice I've gotten off the Michael Amadio train. He's cooled off a little bit, uh, our guy for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, we, were, we had a lot of fun with that for a few games. But, yeah, he's back down to earth a little bit. Plus, Eichel coming back means he takes a lot of the brunt of the offense on his shoulders. And again, it means maybe you don't have to uh, ask as much from a guy like uh, Michael Amadio. But it was a great run we had there uh, with his 
uh, goal props for several games. All right, final game of this card, and it's amazing. We still only use barely a little over 90 minutes to get through all these games. New Jersey and L.A., uh, the Kings minus 120 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. This is another one where it's kind of like Edmonton-Vegas. I kind of lean New Jersey. I like what I'm seeing from them. They're turning their game around, even though it's a back-to-back for them, just like it is for Edmonton. Um, I kind of want to back the Devils. And like I said, I think the Devils are a team that you want to ride right now. They're getting their game back together. But I also love what I'm seeing from L.A. I really am. And uh, they're playing some good hockey right now, no question. They've won three in a row, uh, beating Vegas 5-1 on the road, uh, beating Edmonton 6-3 at home, 4-3 the other night against San Jose, which wasn't their best game, which wasn't their most crisp performance, but they were still able to get the job done uh, in that one. Um, so they're playing really well, and they're likely going to have Phoenix Copley in net, who is just continuing to win games for this team as the starting goaltender. A remarkable record, 12-2, and 2.59 goals against average, 904 a save percentage for him. Uh, L.A. does not play tomorrow, so there's no reason to think it won't be Phoenix Copley here uh, in net tonight for the uh, L.A. Kings in this game. So it's two teams I would rather bet on. Uh, than bet against right now. So I'm likely going to lay off a side from the uh, Devils and the Kings perspective. I know you had a great deal of fun and profits last night, Kevin, with New Jersey in particular uh, in that game and their props against Anaheim. Uh, what are you liking here with the uh, Devils and the Kings? Actually got no no props for you today on the Devils. And that's that's how quickly things can change. Uh, you know, when, yeah, when playing prices... just a little bit, just a just a little bit better of a defensive team, you might say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I still like goals to, to fly here. Uh, again, like both teams are playing well. They're both on, on three-game heaters here. Um, so I, I don't want to pick one over the other. However, these these teams have been playing some high-scoring games. Yep. Um, you know, they, they've both been scoring a lot, but they've, they've been in games where there's there's a lot of goals going on on both sides, and they've, they've both been on the overs a lot. So uh, that, again, I'm going to, you know, Play it, play it safe. My style on the over/unders. I'm going to pull that 6.5 to six over six. Uh, give me one. Give me minus 136. Um, the line I got, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play the play the over there on, on these two teams. Do uh, you know put put the puck in the net the way you know LA scoring the way the way Hughes is on fire right now. Um, you know I feel feel pretty good about this one. Yeah, and by the way, the Devils are three and two this season on the second of back-to-back games, so a winning record for the Devils on the back-to-back. And we know the road record for New Jersey has been spectacular, a 16-3. and three. How about that? Do you want a, a big reason why they're one of the better teams in the NHL this year? 16-3 and three on the road with that road record. And it looks like Jonathan Quick is actually going to be the starter tonight. I guess give Copley a little rest. He's played a lot of games. They don't want to overload him because he's not used to playing this many games probably at the NHL level. Uh, just give him a little bit of a chance to catch his breath. Uh, so it'll be Jonathan Quick tonight. It looks like he is likely, not confirmed, but they're saying likely it'll be Jonathan Quick. And look, there, there's a reason Copley's been getting a lot of the starts lately. Quick has not been great this season, hasn't been able to follow up that great season he had last year. So I think it makes the over look a lot more appealing, honestly, uh, in this game uh, with uh, Quick and Net for the uh, LA Kings. New Jersey's certainly been trending over. A big reason why they're turning their game around is because the offense is coming back to life again. Uh, four straight overs for New Jersey. Uh, they've scored a total of uh, 18 goals uh, in their last uh, four games combined, so well over four goals per game. 
Now you get the chance maybe to face Jonathan Quick. And keep in mind for New Jersey, it was Vitek Vanacek last night. It'll probably be Mackenzie Blackwood potentially tonight on a back-to-back them. And he's probably the inferior goalie for them. You know, I like Vanacek more than Blackwood for the Devils. And I know right now you, you got to favor Copley's current form over Quick for the Kings. So you could have inferior goalies on both sides tonight in this game. Blackwood with a 3.05 goals against 888 save percentage. Uh, he gave up four goals against Carolina uh, in his last start, January the 1st, and he hasn't played since then uh, either uh, for the New Jersey Devils. So, And before that, he also gave up four to Boston. So he's, again, not a goalie that I trust, and his numbers uh, bear that out. So the over is definitely a lot more appealing now that I think we might get a Blackwood versus quick matchup. Uh, in between the pipes yeah, for this quick game. with with quick going in, I think I might uh, be so bold to slide that line back to six point five from six on the over there. So I, I like that a lot with him with him playing. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, keep it six and a half for minimal yeah. juice. Ah, oh, very yeah. good. You just have more a little more confidence that you get from that when you see the potential matchup. All right, that is the Saturday card. Holy shit, it is a loaded slate. Tons of games. We appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, we gave you as good an analysis as we possibly could. 230 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. We will be right back with our best bets uh, to wrap up the show in just a second right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Ice Guys, that's promo code Ice Guys, all one word, I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com. Using the promo code Ice Guys, you get the performance package 4.0. It is a game changer. The Lawnmower 4.0, it takes care of this, among other things. Uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit. this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about, and Manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code ice guys, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. All 
All right, we are back here on the ice, guys, and it is time to wrap up a marathon edition on a Saturday with Best Bets. Uh, Kevin, great job again. A lot of good prop recommendations. Lots to choose from for both of us. Where are you headed for your best bet today? Yeah, like we said, Dylan Strom has been wiped off the board with uh, being scratched, but I'm going Dominic Kubalik under 2.5 plus 100. He has three shots total in his last four games. He's playing about 11, 12 minutes a night the last last few. Um, until they until they prove me different that they're actually going to play him and they keep this guy buried in the lineup, uh, this is a guy I'm going to keep going after. So I like this one a lot. Kubalik under 2.5 for plus 100. There you go. Dominic Kubalik, Detroit Red Wings, under two and a half shots on goal right there. Uh, uh, player prop, best bet for this Saturday card for uh, Kevin Beach. Did a great job. He'll be with us every uh, Saturday. And it, he'll be on occasionally, maybe on another day of the week, too, whenever he can uh, swing it with the schedule. But definitely every Saturday, you will see him right here uh, on the Ice Guys show uh, moving forward. Uh, great stuff. All right, my best bet. I'm going to do Tampa Bay, St. Louis, uh, over six, minus one. 10 minus 115. I like that total quite a bit. It's one of my favorite totals on the card today. Tampa Bay scoring goals in bunches, primed to take advantage of a depleted Blues defense, and also Ryan O'Reilly, one of their best two-way players, being out of the lineup. But I think the Blues can find the back of the net as well. It's been interesting to see. St. Louis has been able to score. Robert Thomas, among others, has really stepped up for them with Tarasenko and O'Reilly out. And the Lightning aren't shutting the door on opposing teams as of late. So I think we get goals both ways. Let's go Lightning and Blues over six. Uh, that is going to be my best bet for this Saturday card. And that'll wrap it up for this Saturday edition of the show. Uh, great stuff. Kevin, final words before we say goodbye. Just excited for the uh, 14 games here. You know, it's going to be a fun day. But thanks again for having me in. So it was a great time. Yeah. Absolutely. Always fun. Awesome job. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us live on YouTube. Hit the like button. And those of you listening on the podcast as well. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Kevin Beach, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 